Hello and welcome to Red Nets, the official podcast of Empire of the Cop. I'm Rick Elliott and joining me as always is Steve Carson and Farrell Keeling. And it is the day after the night before Champions League football is back at Anfield. And by all accounts, we've had a phenomenal match. And I say that because I unfortunately couldn't watch the match uh, due to like, you know personal uh, stuff. But fortunately, we've got Steve and Farrell who did watch the match. And I mean, guys, you're going to have to tell me every single detail of it. Farrell, I'll start with you. Uh, I mean, the, the lineup uh, to start off with, it's, I mean, there was a few sort of, we, we predicted that we would keep it um, on the podcast, the previous podcast, we predicted that it was going to be the same startup, uh, starting lineup that we had against uh, Leeds, apart from obviously Harvey Elliott's injured. Uh, and we were saying, oh, just bring in Henderson for that. Uh, but like, no, there was, there was some, some major changes to the lineup. Uh, what, did you, what did you make of that? Yeah, no, I, I was hugely, hugely surprised. I mean, it's not, I don't, I don't know why it's surprising. You know, it's not the first time Klopp has sprung uh, a much changed eleven for a, what we perceive to be a big game, or what was certainly a big game and a, an even bigger occasion. Um, but who, who would have thought that Klopp would have topped um, dropping Van Dijk from that, that back four by also including Divock Origi, giving him his first start of the season uh, in an otherwise unchanged front line. Um, yeah, no, it, it was a bit of a shock, but have to say, I've, I've, I mean, I personally found Origi's performance um, quite encouraging, uh, and it's, I'm actually rather glad that the the injuries just turned out to be uh, just cramp, as a uh, Klopp noted post match. Um, but yeah, no, really, really encouraging performance, and um, I was yeah, not not let down. Uh, Steve, what was your sort of your take on like the 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 changes? I mean, obviously. Divock's first start, and by all accounts, he he kind of was just like a, a phenomenal performance from him. Yeah, I think he smashed it, didn't he? Um, and my initial reaction to the start in the eleven was, uh, like everybody else, I was surprised. It was it was a big change um, throughout the whole team. Obviously, um, we already knew somebody somebody else was going to come in midfield. We knew this, but um, yeah, Gomez. I had a sneaky suspicion he'd play. Uh, I mentioned it in the podcast, in the last podcast that we did, um, but I didn't think it was going to be in place of Van Dijk. Uh, I thought it would be in place of Matip, of course. Um, Origi, like you say, yeah, outstanding. I thought uh, Klopp said post-match as well um, on BC Sport, did a little interview, um, and he was asked about Origi and picking him. And, you know, he, he comes in and does a job that, Typically, his kind of style doesn't really suit the kind of job that he's asked to do. But he comes in, and he's averaging something like, I think, a goal every two hundred and seventy minutes or something like that, which isn't too bad for a bit part player. Um, very impressive. But he came in and basically did the job of what you'd expected of um, of Firmino. Um, sort of played that role, um, and obviously assisted Salah for the goal. So I mean. Eriki just loves the Champions League, and it was it was great it was great to see him back in the squad. Uh, I do have a, a massive soft spot for Eriki, and Ali smashed it. I can't wait to see him play again. To be honest, I'm I'm, I'm hoping this is Eriki back to his best. So let's let's just break down the the game as it happened. So it starts off, uh, you know, pretty intense uh, first few minutes, and then we get a, a break breakthrough goal 
from Trent Alexander-Arnold. Uh, however, it's not Trent Alexander-Arnold. It goes down officially as a, as a known goal uh, by Tamori. Uh, Farrell, uh, what, did you, what did you make of the, the starting goal? Yeah, no, it was just a, a nice little move, sort of a short exchange of passes, um, sim- similar to sort of the, the later, later stuff in the second half. Um, yeah, nice, nice little clever move, sort of Trent sort of launched, launched into sort of vacant space on sort of the left, uh, his right-hand side of the pitch. Um, but it just very much encapsulated uh, what AC Milan were, were about, especially in that first half. It was just bodies being thrown in front of everything. Um, you know, that doesn't really do much credit to Ace Milan, of course, because we were, you know, I think for the vast majority of the, the first half, we pretty much were all over them. Um, but obviously, you've got to take your chances in football, and you know, that wasn't utterly encapsulated by Ace Milan's response in the final few minutes of the first half. Yeah, it's, it, it looked as though it was a very sort of dominant first half, uh, based on you know all the all the stuff that I've seen, uh, Steve. Just how dominant was it, though? We battered them. We made them look like a League Two side for most most of the first half. To be honest with you, um, it was a little bit embarrassing. As a fan of Italian football, I thought for about forty minutes we played them off the park. And to say that's one of Italy's best teams, they I think they just flapped it under the atmosphere. To be honest with you, um, not a big surprise. You know, it's a long time since they played a game quite quite as big outside of Italy. Um, so yeah, I, for 40 minutes, as I say, it was, it was nuts. It was just Liverpool constantly attacking and it's a crime. We only scored one goal to be honest with you. Yeah. It's, uh, it, it looks as though we had a, we obviously had a, a chance to, to make it two nil. Uh, there was a, a penalty that was missed by, uh, Mohamed Salah. Uh, Farrell, what did you make of the, the, the penalty situation? Uh, I, I, I saw a replay and to, to me personally, it didn't look as though it, it really should have been given personally, mm. but I was just wondering if you if that was something you agreed with or. Um, I mean, I I, I thought it was rel- relatively soft, but you know, I think it's it's the way the rules are that that's yeah. how it is. You know, it's you know if, if it happened to us, I've probably been slightly annoyed, but you know, it works both ways. We benefited from it, unfortunately. Though we couldn't convert in that situation, I didn't think it was a terrible penalty, but. Uh, Mike Mayan um, got a, got a good hand to it, you know. Covered the rebound. Yeah, it's, it's one of those. I mean, he had a record of seventeen uh, consecutive penalties, so only one off uh, Jan Molby's record, I believe, which uh, the Dane did twice. Um, so I'm more I'm more gutted for him not having reached that sort of that record that sort of equalised equaled that record set by uh, Molby. <laughs> I mean, there's, he's, Salah's still got a, a fairly long time at LFC ahead of him, most likely, hopefully. So who knows? We might be able to see him equalise that again. Uh, so, Steve, the what did you what did you think of the penalty? Was it was it a decent penalty attempt, or was it a you know should have done better? Yeah, I mean, Salah's hit better penalties. Um, it wasn't particularly bad, uh, and I think you know. A lot of people like to criticise penalties, um, but he went for the corner. Manyang got to the corner. You know what I mean? Nine times out of ten, Salah scores. We've seen it time and time again. Like you say, he's got many years at the club, and to be honest with you, if that's the kind of if that penalty is given, uh, I think he'll get plenty more chances to match uh, 
Mulby's record over the next few years. But yeah, it was just a good save by a goalkeeper who was who kept Milan in the game. To be honest with you, Manyan is uh, yeah, he, he had a great game. It was it, it kind of good to see as well because obviously he's got big boots uh, to well, big gloves to fill uh, in the shape of uh, Donnarumma. So yeah, no. I'm more I'm more interested in the save than I am to be honest with you. The shot mm. it was he, he, it's 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 Russian roulette and he won. Know what I mean? Yeah, I mean that's that's always the case with with penalties. Uh, so after the penalty, uh, it seems like you know, there's, there's been a fair sort of still dominant performance, and then it just just before half time, it all starts to come undone. Uh, Steve, I'll, I'll go back to you. What happened? Like, what happened there? Because it, it seems like there's two quick goals in very quick succession. Yeah, there's there's something about Liverpool, Milan, and just goals flying in the space of five minutes. Uh, it's we've seen it a couple of times before ourselves. But um, yeah, I, I can't quite. I was I was dumbfounded. Um, I was watching the game uh, in the, in a pub in town, and. Um, the place just went quiet. It was well. There was actually one lone Milan fan on his own clapping. There's um, always one. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it could have been oh. an Evertonian. I don't know, but uh, uh. yeah, but it was it was crazy, and it was just it was they are they were the exact opposite of us in those five minutes. They got two chances and scored both of them, and we had about twenty and scored at one. Um, we dominated them. We didn't take our chances. They they sneak two chances and score. Just the complete opposite of us. It was a crazy five minutes. Um, but, you know, thankfully we recovered. Thankfully, indeed. Uh, and then, obviously, we've got the half time to sort of cool heads and, you know, clop to, to sort of go over the, the game plan. And then it seems like coming out straight out of the blocks, uh, you know, on, on fire, uh, Salah getting the equaliser with an assist from Divock. Which is always, you know, always good to see. Uh, yeah, Farrell, what did you, what did you make of the with the Salah goal? Oh, it was superb, absolutely superb. I think you know, full credit has to be given uh, to Divock for his involvement in that. You know, lovely, lovely little chip from the Belgian, um, and uh, nice little, <laughs> nice little flick from uh, Salah at the end to, uh, to grab the equaliser. I think you know, it, it would have been an absolute travesty if we'd. Not, not sort of grab that early. I mean, grabbing that early equaliser was absolutely critical, but it would have been a travesty to have sort of ended that game and you know not, not taken on our, our opportunities, not not sort of seize those like vital three points early in the group. You know, like as Steve pointed out, we utterly, utterly dominated the first half. You know, it, we'd have been kicking ourselves if we dropped points in that instance, or you know, God forbid, uh, lost that game to uh, Stefan Pioli's men. Yeah, it's uh, it's, it's it just seems like. Uh, it was it was that half time that sort of galvanised everyone get back together and then you know we need to definitely make more of the chances that were given. Uh, Steve, uh, obviously Salah seems to be just scoring for fun right now. Pretty much every other game he's 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 putting one in the back of the net. Just how good was he tonight? Oh, not tonight, last night. Yeah. Um... <laughs> Him and Trent, the link up on the right hand side. We know it's great, and it, it, it probably couldn't have been better against the uh, Milan. Obviously, it was Origi who got the assist for Salah, but throughout the whole game, Trent and Salah uh, a menace on that side of the pitch. It was a nightmare for Deo Hernandez. So it, yeah, I mean Salah's untouchable. Uh, the form that he's in this season, I think we could see him 
I don't really want to say return to his best because I don't really think there's been much of a drop-off. But that first season, when he first signed for the club and he started hitting ridiculous numbers immediately, I feel like we might sort of see that seller, even though he has been you know, dropping 99 out of 100 performances now for a few years. I think we might now see that 100 return. Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, it's just phenomenal uh, just watching him week in, week out. Um, so we'll carry on with the game. We get to the 69th minute and obviously there's a, a corner that, I mean, from what I've seen of the replay, it didn't, like, you know, it was. it looks like it's, it's, going to be a, a, a poor corner and then it sort of lands to Jordan Henderson and yeah Farrell I mean that shot oh I, where, where do you even where do you even begin I was off my chair obviously naturally I was I, chairs I, limbs I, chairs, everywhere everything table the whole thing honestly I was I, I didn't know what to do with myself I was speechless couldn't sleep um but oh just spectacular just like I mean well, we always talk, obviously, when, when Gerard went and you had Henderson coming in, there was always that sort of element of, right, we need to find a replacement. And Henderson, that replacement, very different leadership styles. The thing with Gerard, as everyone knows, was he, he led by example. Henderson leads by, by leading. Um, but, you know, that was, that was a, such a, a Gerard-esque moment. You know, it's really sort of seizing the game by the scruff of the neck, you know, with a, a, a semi-long-range effort. You know, it was... Absolutely beautifully taken uh, by Henderson. I'm, I'm particularly delighted for him. I think, you know, obviously we're at the stage now where, and rightly so, everyone appreciates uh, Henderson's contributions and his value to this team. We're no longer at that stage where everyone was sort of questioning his worth and importance. But it's nice to see him get active, more actively involved sort of on the stat sheet uh, and with such a crucial, crucial uh, goal. Yeah, we wouldn't have had that kind of performance or like the last couple of years out of him if it wasn't for like, you know, that failed transfer uh, attempt for Clint Dempsey. Uh, <laughs> the alternative universe that would have unfolded from there is very, very different to what we've got now. And I'm very glad that we have what we have. Uh, Steve, uh, I mean, what did you make of it? I mean, it? It was a proper rocket. I mean, Gerard himself has already sort of drawn parallels yeah, I um I stood up and screamed. Um naturally. Um the, the the scenes in the pub was was mental. Um first Champions League game. Uh, I've actually watched in the pub obviously since the pandemic started. Um obviously it would have been, you know, different kettle of fish being inside Anfield, but you know, there's a lot of pub goers that watch the game in there. And yeah, it was it was unbelievable. It was it, it just felt right. It felt like we were all back where we should be, you know, Champions League football, Liverpool scored in a screamer to win the game. It's it's perfect. You can almost imagine Jordan Henderson screaming Gerard as he hits the ball. Um, it was it was brilliant. I couldn't pick a better player to score the goal and a better way to do it. And I'm I'm thrilled that ended up being the match winner because uh, it deserved to be. Yeah, uh, I've just sort of again looking over the the highlights and the the stats, Milner. Towards the end of the match, last five minutes, he, he picks up a, a yellow card, the only yellow card for, for Liverpool on the night, uh, for a very high tackle. Um, I mean, you'd just love to see that kind of thing foul, don't you? It's just like, it's, yes, you don't want to see a yellow card, but like, just 
get Milner and getting stuck in is just like mwah. it's that kind of you know you, you just you just want to see more of it right oh culture but you know this was a game which was partly defined by the involvement of our sort of backup options you know Origi played a, a critical part in the equalizer and Milner was brought on for one job and one job only which was to help kill the game off and he did that credit to him you know it, it's this is going look, this is going to be a long season. I know this almost sounds sort of cliche, but we're going to need these kind of vital interventions. We're going to need your Milner's, your Rigi's, um, your hopefully your Takumi Minamino's to contribute when they're called upon, whether that is for the, the little cheeky dinked assist, whether it is for sort of a late, somewhat um, slightly aggressive challenge. <laughs> you know, we're, we're going to need this level of contribution throughout the season. Um, and you know, credit credit to Milner, credit to Origi. You know, they were they were brilliant when they were called upon. Mm. Um, so, I mean, like overall, is there anything that I've that that we you want to touch upon, Steve? I mean, have we have we kind of covered everything? Just how good was the match? Yeah, it was it was an unbelievable ninety minutes of football. Um, you know, there was a part of me. Um, I, I I thought about tweeting it. I decided not to. I thought I'll I'll get killed. Um, Here we I, go. When we were losing two one, I almost tweeted, "I might not be enjoying it right now, but this is why we love the Champions League." You know, it was a mad five minutes of football. We were battering them. If if the shoe was on the other foot, you know, we we'd be absolutely thrilled. You know what I mean? Saying that, I couldn't imagine us getting pinned back for forty minutes like that. But if we were and we scored two goals, we'd be at halftime buzzing. Um, obviously. As a Liverpool fan, I wasn't buzzing at halftime when we were losing 2-1, obviously. Um, but that is why we love the Champions League. And yeah, no, James Milner's cameo appearance as well. I think final to stone an important point there. We are going to need cameos from these players. Um, shifts like Origi coming in and doing what he does. We need this throughout the season. And James Milner reminds me of the Yorkshire Tea advert when uh, Sean Bean just shouts, do it for Yorkshire. He comes on. For what about fifteen minutes against uh, maybe fifteen twenty minutes against Milan, and like you say, just puts in a big tackle, gets himself a yellow card, but he does the job. Yeah, I I, I didn't think Sean Bean would be brought up on this on this episode, but you know it that's just the way things roll over here. Farrell, uh, what are your sort of like final thoughts on on the match? I mean, I'd be remiss not to um, mention Fabinho as well, who um, I believe also won. Um, I think uh, Liverpool's man the match. I know Henderson won the official uh, yeah. Champions League man the match, but um, absolutely imperious. The scoreline does not reflect um, how well Fabinho played. You know, I think to to a certain degree, you can almost understand Klopp. Um, obviously, for rotational reasons, wanting to drop Virgil to give him a rest. You know, he's coming back from injury, but also you look you look at that back four, and then you look at Fabinho sitting in front of it. And you almost think, well. What is the worst that can happen with someone like that? Such a world-class defensive midfielder sitting across that sort of that back line. Um, yeah, as I said, scoreline does not do his performance justice. He was absolutely phenomenal. All right. So basically, I'm incredibly jealous, and I will be at some point. I will be going over and watching the full ninety minutes on replay because it just seems like I've missed a phenomenal ninety minutes of football. It's yeah, it's uh, it's Champions League, it's European nights at Anfield, and it's just magical every single time. Like you know, these th- these fans that 
that try and downplay Anfield because they've been to an away match and, you know, it's a Premier League 12.30 kickoff. And it's like, oh, Anfield's dead. These are the nights that Anfield really comes alive. And yeah, I'm sorry to your Crystal Palace fans or whoever that, you know, don't see it that way. But like, you know, one day when you finally play European football, maybe you'll have have the same experience. Uh, Yeah, speaking of Crystal Palace, uh, we play them uh, the weekend. Uh, We'll we'll be going over a a full review of that match uh, next week. But just before we go, uh, Steve, uh, what are your sort of predictions for that match? You know, Palace is never an easy game. Um, they're always uh, they're always a bit tricky. Um, yeah, I'm I'm not really too sure. They've got obviously uh, quite the attacking threat, uh, but obviously a little bit shaky defensively. So, I, I mean, it could be. With all due respect to Milan, it could be quite a similar scoreline to to Milan. Um, yeah, I'm I'm expecting. A, a, but I mean, Virgil Van Dijk should be back, so we're, we're going to see a bit more defensive steadiness, of course. Um, yeah. Um, Give a little scoreline prediction. I'll say 3-1 to Liverpool. 3-1. Nice one. Uh, Farrell? Yeah, no, I'd completely uh, agree with Steve there. You know, they do have some folks, obviously, ones we're very familiar with in uh, Wilfred Zaha. You've also got um, Eduard, who's come from uh, Celtic, scored two goals against uh, Tottenham late in the game. Um, but again, you know, having, having Van Dijk back in, back in the, uh, the back line will certainly provide some level of uh, assurance so I'm, I'm I'm actually somewhat more confident in our ability to sort of keep out the goals against Palace. So I'm going to go for a two nil. Two nil. Okay. I, I'm I'm equally as confident. I'd say about two nil. Um, hopefully, you know, the, Edward. I mean, like he he really hit the ground running last week. Um, like great debut. Like what a way to to sort of announce yourself. Uh, hopefully, we can keep him at bay because uh, he was great from all accounts in Scotland. Um, but yeah, uh, that's that's a, that's us for this week. Uh, we will be back next week with a longer episode where, we, like I said, we'll be going over the Crystal Palace match. We'll be looking forward to uh, to the uh, I think we're at the EFL Cup after that, aren't we? I think Norwich City it's, after that. It sounds about right. Yeah. Uh, well, we'll find out who it is that we're looking forward <laughs> to uh, in time for next week. But yeah, for now, bye for now. <laughs>